0: Welcome to the Writing to Get Business Podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business, and I have a guest with me today, Jeff Brandeis, who is the author of one published book and another book that is about to be published or is already published. He has an unusual background. He is an accountant who then became involved in sales and then became fascinated by neuro-linguistic programming all different aspects that occupy different parts of Jeff's brain and his set, And I wanted to bring him onto the show today to talk about his books. We met through the C-Suite Network, which is the hosting platform for this podcast. Welcome to the show, Jeff.
1: Thank you, Pat, appreciate you having me.
0: Let's take you back. You came into the business world as an accountant, and all of us who are in business, most likely have relationships with accountants. Yep. We know that accountants are very detail-oriented. They're mm-hmm. very focused on numbers. They're very methodical. How did you shift from being <laughs> an accountant to getting into sales?
1: Well, it was a uh, a difficult shift because it. it required me to candidly almost change personalities. When I told my wife that I was interviewing for a position to go out to speak with people to do sales presentations and I was going to be on the phones and standing up in front of groups of audiences that could be from 100 to 500 people. And she looked at me and go, seriously, you? because I, I, I really hate to stereotype accountants, but that's really kind of a, you know, how I, that's what I was. I was shy, I was introverted. Um, and in many ways, I, I still am at times, but I took the job because I thought I'd have a lot of fun at it. I thought it'd be something I would try. And candidly, probably not the best attitude to go into a new job. I always thought that if it didn't work out, I'd just go back to being an accountant uh, and Uh not Patton. Pat. I had the time of my life. <laughs> I was like, I was uh, re- rejuvenated, reborn. I had so much fun. My first couple of years of going out, speaking with people, doing these presentations. And I quickly, you know, learned that I was doing so much of the presentation, but the sales rep was making all the money. And I just decided that, you know, Hey, I'm doing most of the work. I might as well just be that sales rep. And so I went from that support rep into the sales role. And then from there, I just uh, became a manager, moved along the corporate ladder and became VP of sales. And that's how I kind of made that transition. And if you actually spoke to my wife today, she'll tell you, yeah, I'm a little different personality than I was when she first met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were
0: you selling... Products that related to accountancy practices or was this a completely different market?
1: I originally saw that, yeah, selling to the accounting market, uh, into the CPA firms or into corporations, into their accounting department, their CFO. So I understood the accounting world, I understood tax world, and it was easy for me to translate my knowledge of accounting and then picked up the sales skills from sales training, listening to other sales reps, being trained by my management team, where it really became a great fit for me to be able to build my credibility, which built rapport quickly. And, and one thing I learned in working for our CPA firm is the power process. And when you think about the power process and you think about sales, they have to go hand in hand. Uh, I see so much um, concerns or um, when sales reps always think they're ahead to ready to close a sale, but they basically have skipped steps in the sales process because they, they believe they're closing a the sale at the end of the month, but their prospect is really three months away because they have skipped that steps in that process, which is really one of the things I talk about in the book. So if you follow a process, sales become more natural. They, the close just becomes more natural as opposed to trying to be pushy.
0: I know, and you, know, you hear people constantly say, I don't want to be the pushy salesperson, the used car salesman no. No. And for those people who are married to or live with used car salesmen, please forgive us for using that term. <laughs> it has become synonymous with sleazy, uh, fraudulent, um, high pressure, disreputable. Nope. Also, for our listeners in other countries who may not be familiar with the used car salesman, I need to be sure to point that out, that that is, is a stereotype. And I'm sure there are honest and upright and trustworthy used car salesmen. Yes.
1: the, the well,
0: fringes. No like anything that gives other people in the profession a bad name. So you moved from being an accountant to helping sell accountant services and got some training along the way that enabled you to make that transition. And then, but the the skills that you need to be a good salesperson are not always the same skills you need to be a good manager. So clearly, there was another part of you that got developed, which is the ability to deal with and motivate and oversee other people.
1: Yes, I went through uh, training for that, and I actually also train um, part of my business is to train managers or CEOs. Really, what the difference is between a leader and being a manager. Sometimes people confuse those. And, you know, leader is saying an example. Managing is managing, whether it's the person or, or by numbers. So, lots of times there are people try to mush them together or, or, or meld them together. So, there's definitely distinct lines between those two. And one of the things I always try to uh, remember, especially when I manage people, is put myself on the other side of the desk how would I want to be managed and how would I want to be spoken to and how would I want to be trained? If you would, and that kind of got me into a little bit of the NLP that you spoke about neuroliquistic programming. And also when I met, um, Paul Webb who I'm working with a lot on as well, and I got certified in neuroliquistic programming, but to keep that simple for our listeners and people who are watching this, the concept of how people buy is based upon how they learn. So how they learn is how they buy. So you talked about the used car salesperson before and again, you know, there's great salespeople in, in, in selling cars today. But one of the things that you really have to do as, as any type of salesperson is to build rapport. The faster you can build rapport, as we all know, people will buy from people that they like and trust. So what neurolinguistic programming does is it helps you recognize how people learn, whether it's visual people, auditory people, which are people obviously listening, visual people, people who like to read or and then there's kinesthetic people, people who like to touch things, they like to read things, they want to feel things. So when you're able to match your presentation to the that person's, or that husband and wife, if you're selling to a, a husband and wife, and you can match your presentation to each of them, they don't know why they like you, but they like you a whole lot better, and you build that rapport three times faster than one third at the time. It's really, it's magical, and really what's great about this, Candidly Pat, as well, and I get a lot of pleasure out of this too, actually sometimes more pleasure than helping salespeople achieve goals or helping the companies grow is when, and I have a great example of this if I can share it is when someone comes to me and says, Hey Jeff, I took what you taught me and I use it with my family. I now have a better relationship with my son and my wife because now I understand how to speak to them and I understand how to communicate better. And I had a call one day from really my best friend, and he says, hey, Jeff, Adam is struggling in school. Could this VAK, visual auditory, kinesthetic, help Adam? Grades one through five, he was a grade A student, Pat. Grade six, Ds and Fs, disruptive child. So I went to talk to him, and it took me a little time to figure out what transpired. So I said, Charlie, let's go into the school and bring you a checkbook. I didn't tell Charlie why. <laughs> so I said to him, let's go visit the principal. So I asked the principal, how much is, was Adam's books? He said, 300 bucks. I said, fine, write him a check. So what I realized was, Pat, is that in grades one through five, Adam had workbooks. He was able to write in his books. He was able to take notes that the teacher was talking about in the books. When he went to sixth grade, they became textbooks. He wasn't allowed to write. He didn't know how to take that information from the teacher and put it down on a piece of paper. So once we bought the books, Adam went back to writing in the in the text. His learning just got better and stronger. And he went from that D student back to the A student. Mm. It's little things like that that make a big difference, but you think it's little, but was tremendous in his life.
0: It's a great <laughs> clue to figure out how his learning had changed, his ability to learn because of the structure of the textbooks.
1: Yes. Uh, and today, can you know, obviously in today's world where we're doing more virtual learning, it's even more important to understand how people learn because it's becoming much more prevalent to do homeschooling or, or virtual uh, classes over the internet too.
0: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
1: But, but anyway, going back to sales, but if you're able to match your presentations with ha- and understand how to do a Zoom call, how to do a presentation correctly over Zoom, more and more people are using Zoom, but yet they don't use Zoom or any webinar program can only to meeting, Google Meet, the way it should be used to take advantage of how people learn and, how, and to build that rapport faster.
0: Let's cycle back to your book because I'm fascinated with how you took this information. You've got the accountant knowledge base you have the sales knowledge base, you have the management leadership knowledge and the NLP, and you swirl them around in a pot and out came a book. But tell our listener about the process that you went through to figure out what you wanted to write about. Cause you could have gone in four different directions, Jeff.
1: <laughs> I, I could have. So the, the book, um, Coming in Rainmaker, for accountants and CPA for, uh, for CPAs talks about and they write right about using NLP in your practice. So if you're an accountant or a CPA, you typically just, not, most of, if you talk to an accountant where you get most of their business from, it's their client referring another client. They don't ne- necessarily sell. So I thought... My heritage, my, my, I grew up in that accounting world. What I wanted to do was give back to the accountants and CPAs kind of a sales book and taking into account how they can relate better and how they can sell more efficiently to new clients. Um, recently, I heard there was a, uh, I was on the radio, the announcer said, you know, I attended a party. And guess who was the life of that party? And typically you think it's the person that's doing karaoke or you know, telling the most jokes, right? But it was actually the accountant, the CPA. And the reason is because there's so much tax law changes going on. There's so much transpiring in this world with taxes and accounting. If the accountant can convey and understand how, how people learn, it will increase our business significantly. And people were asking questions of this accountant at the party, and he was giving them tremendous information. But if, what he failed to do, Kimberly, was ask for business to ask for contact information, and didn't do any follow-up. So he didn't do his, what he should do in a typical sales process. He gave all the information, but didn't get anything in return. So my book is focusing on really the steps of the sales process as well. So it's from gaining access, determining needs, doing a a presentation and being able to then align with the buyer, making sure you have everything in agreement that you're basically aligned to move forward. And then it becomes a done deal. So that's the title of the second book, Done Deal. So it's coordinating all this into Uh, literature that people can refer to and learn from.
0: Mm -hmm. I want to go to a couple of things that you said. First of all, I think there's a misperception among many people that when you go through a training program like law school or being an accountant, that you automatically know how to set up a business and sell people into your practice. I spent 25 years working with trial attorneys and heard over and over again that they went to law school to find out how to be a lawyer, but they didn't go to law school and receive anything about being a business person. And I see the parallel to being an accountant. In fact, when I sold my legal nurse consulting business and I moved to Florida and I met my new accountant, he said, Oh, Pat, are you in business down here in Florida? And I said, no, I sold that company. He said, that's too bad because I do taxes for a lot of local lawyers and I know who has money and who doesn't. (laughs) He was disappointed. (laughs) If you take that highly technical person and then your book teaches them how to sell, how to be a rainmaker, how to bring in business, you're filling a hole that they need to have in order to be able to be successful in practice.
1: Correct, and you brought up a great point, if I may, is that they went to school to be a lawyer, they went to school for an accounting, and then graduate with a degree in Bachelor's of Business Administration for accounting or became a lawyer, but there's no degree for sales. Mm. So they, everyone candidly needs to be able to Sell, or be able to communicate because we all we all communicate, but we all communicate differently. But there is no degree to teach sales. So sales is a craft, and just like anything else, if you're a ball player, you're a tennis player, you're an ice skater, a musician. I mean, you got to practice. You got to constantly improve your craft, and you have to do that even in in sales. Whether you're an accountant, a lawyer you know, a public speaker, uh, we can learn from each other and that's what gets us better.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's pull apart also, you've mentioned two books. You yes. about the Rainmaker book and the Done Deal book. What is the content of each of them?
1: So the Rainmaker book is geared towards the accountant and the CPA and it goes through more in the your linguistic programming of recognizing the visual auditory kinesthetic aspects of your clients your prospects how to present your your products your services to your clients and prospects so it's a book that's geared towards that communication aspect of it of building that rapport of taking um as i said uh understanding your husband and wife walks in the door and they both learn differently and how you need to be able to build that rapport with both parties and not just do what you typically do 99% of the time. So that's more focused on building the rapport and relationship with the NLP. Done deal is more general. It approaches the sales process that I believe and I've seen a lot of companies don't even have a sales process. So it's whether you're an entrepreneur, or you're, you know, five million dollar or your hundred million dollar company. You need a sales process. You you have to have a way to get leads coming in the door. You need to be able to recognize where your clients are in a funnel. You need to be able to predict which uh, contracts are coming in the door next week or the week after or next month or next quarter because without having that, it's very difficult to manage a business. You gotta manage your cash flow. And that's where the accountant in me comes into play where you need to be able to pay your bills. You need to know what's coming in the door. You need to have a predictable revenue stream and you need to have that client base continuing to come in. And you just can't count on maintaining your your current customers because if you lost one or two, that could impact significantly your business. So done deal is about the process, the five steps. Rainmaker is geared towards the CPA accountant is how you, and I provide examples in both books of how to go through each process, what to think about from gaining entry. And also in Rainmaker, I go through examples of how you present your tax return, how you present your services, how you do consulting So, it's Mm -hmm. that one's obviously industry specific. The done deal is a bit more general, but it's easy for a CPA firm or an accountant to take done deal, put it together with Rainmaker, and you have a great sales process and you have great skill set on how to communicate with your clients.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. How far apart were these books? they're very close, just a few weeks apart, actually. Oh,
0: <laughs> weeks. So they are like twins, almost identical twins.
1: Almost, yes. <laughs> <it> just where I <laughs> happen to work at that way from a timing perspective, editing, getting the graphics together.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I know you know that that sometimes can take more time sometimes than actually writing the book. <laughs> from an editing perspective, getting it ready for Amazon uh going through their process of getting it published so time consuming.
0: And were you able to repurpose any material or did you write both of these from scratch?
1: They're both from scratch. They um Mm -hmm. the done deal is a process that I've used in my career. I basically took what I believe to be was the best of the best of what I've learned over the past 25 years. And there are a lot of sales processes out there, Pat, and there's a lot of them that work and mine's not 100% unique, but it's, to me, it's what I believe will work for many, many companies out there. And there are many other steps you could add depending upon how many products you got, how large your sales team is, how diverse uh, your, your divisions are. The larger the company, yes, you're going to have more steps and you can have more products. You can do a lot more things, but for, you know, 80 odd percent of the companies out there, a uh, done deal, that sales process is perfect. It's five steps. It's simple and it follow the steps and, you know, it will lead naturally to the sales. So...
0: I like the appeal of a simple five-step process or to differentiate sometimes things that are simple are not always easy. Sometimes we mix those two terms together. Correct. But just your example alone of the accountant who was the wife of the party but didn't collect the leads, didn't have a system for follow-up, shows that you can go all the way up to the stage of asking for business and then not complete the last step.
1: Correct. I mean, he passed out business cards as an example. Yes. Give me a call. I'll be happy to talk to you. And we all know, I mean, it's happened to me too. When I was growing up, I'd give a card out and you walked away and you go, Hey, I can't wait to do business with, with John. He's going to give me a call next week. And I mean, nine out of 10 times, you know, John never called the card got stuck in the pocket, um, got thrown away, you know, whatever, or he got busy. So you as the person owning the business, running the business, you gotta have that process in place to do that follow-up. It, it falls on you at the end of the day to reach back out. And even if the person said, hey, thanks, it was nice meeting you, uh, I'm not ready to do business today, Well, that's, you know, no doesn't mean no. It just means no for the moment, in my mind. So you get that person into a funnel, you feed them some marketing materials, you get them into um, a process of you forming a, a, you're an expert, that you know what you're talking about. So you build that credibility through a funnel, through uh, articles or through podcasts or through, Uh, an email that you're sharing information with them that can help them with their business.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And no, eventually it can become yes.
0: I have a business coach who talks about that process of turning that no into the yes. And he says, if you are the person who is the one who will benefit financially, it's up to you to initiate the follow-up.
1: Correct without a, yes, I totally agree. It is great words of of wisdom. So I agree with your coach.
0: (laughs) So you have just released two books or and about, at the time we're taping, you're about to release two books close together. By the time our listeners hear this show, those books will be out. Give the titles of the books again, so that people who are listening to the program and are interested in what we're saying, we'll be able to jot them down or look them up.
1: Sure. Uh, the first one is called Done Deal. And it's obviously spelled exactly the way it is. And it's the uh, Step-by-Step Handbook to Sales Success. So it's uh, Done Deal, and there's a little check mark right before uh, Done Deal. So the Step-by-Step Handbook to Sales Success. And the other one is Becoming a Rainmaker, uh, Sales Guide for accounts and CPAs. And rainmaker is becoming more of a term these days uh, that you're hearing more and more. And it's just uh, for the listeners who may not be familiar with that term, if I may, in order for a uh, accountant or CPA to become a partner in some of the most firms, they got to bring revenue into the, into the firm. And that term is called rainmaker. So I got to become a rainmaker to bring revenue in if I want to, become a partner or a principal within the firm. So I have my, I have have my book of business terminology, rainmaker.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that explanation, because that is a strange term for people who haven't heard it before. They think, ah, (laughs) rainmaker. Are you like the American Indian, wasn't the American chief who would dance around the fire to be able to encourage the heavens to open up and, the more parched parts of the United States. That's yep. an association that I grew up with, was the, not the medicine man, but there was, <laughs> there was a specific name for the the Indian in that tribe, in that culture, who was believed to have those powers.
1: Yes, so now those powers have been transformed into premium revenue into a <laughs> the, <laughs> the firm. <laughs>
0: Perhaps a little bit more measurable, maybe a little bit more under your control than what's happening in the skies above us.
1: Yes, without a doubt. I mean, as we, we know, you know, sales is measurable. It's a number. Uh, we, I used to have a saying that at the end of the year, you could have blown your numbers away and been 200% of the quarter. You start come January 1st, you got from a hero now you're at zero. So mm-hmm. it's starting all over again. So it's, unfortunately, you know, from sales, it's a lot of people will say this to you, it's what you do for me today? And that's about, you know, one of the connotations of sales is it's constantly being able to bring in the business that's constantly bringing in the revenue and you're judged because it's obviously tangible. You have a contract revenue coming in the door and it's highly measurable.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How can our listener find out more about you and the services that you offer, Jeff?
1: You can go to Brandeis dot com or and that's spelled B R A N D E I S, or you can go to everybody sells something dot com, which will just take you to that uh, website as well. So everybody sells something dot com, or you like to book a uh, call with me so we can learn more about each other you can go to speak with jeff that's j-e-f f speakwithjeff.com and there's a, my calendar will show up book some time with me i'd love to talk to you learn a little bit more about the people's business and see if we could actually work together and then for the books also the other aspect of it is you can go to jeff Brandeis. j-e-f f a n d e i s dot com and that's a, another way you can find the, the books as well.
0: Perfectly. There are multiple ways to connect with you. Thank you so much, Jeff.
1: My pleasure.
0: I think in, in this program, we talked about the, the power of being flexible, of looking at your skill set, as Jeff did, from moving from being an accountant into sales, into management, into leadership, and into lend. Neuro-linguistic programming. Got to make sure that I pronounce that one correctly. Correct. Recognizing how different people respond to sales, how they learn. He gave a great example of his friend's son who changed from being a, a great student to a poor student based on the way the information was being presented to him in school. And I think that Jeff also highlighted the the ways that he's been able to put all that information together into two different books that came together at the same time and are released at the same time. Certainly a little bit of overlap in subject, but one book very much geared to accountants and CPAs and the other to a more general population who are looking for how to master sales with a easy but not simple three-step process. Five-step. Five-step, correct, Sorry. thank you. Thank you to you who's been listening to this program, who gotten some inspiration, I hope, from hearing how Jeff used all those talents and is sharing his knowledge now with his populations. Thank you, Jeff, for being a guest on the show. I appreciate that very
1: much. My pleasure, Pat. Thank you so much for having me and uh, look forward to uh, continuing to work with you as we move, move ahead.
0: Sounds terrific. All right, and be sure to come back next week for a new topic, a new interview. This has been Pat Eyer and Jeff Brandeis in Writing to Get Business. This is Pat Eyer with Writing to Get Business. I have with me Harriet Tubman Wright We just finished recording a podcast, and I've asked her to tell you what you'll get from listening to her podcast. Welcome back to the show, Harriet. Thank you. And for the listeners, what you can expect is inspiration, information, really about the value of self-care and the importance of following your soul's calling, the importance of taking care of yourself so that you can better serve and support others doing what you love most be sure to come back next week or click on the next show in this lineup and pick out harriet tubman Wright's show thank you for listening to this podcast be sure to put it on your playlist and on your devices. We love the feedback we're getting from people who are enjoying writing to get business. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingticketbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com.